the Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the the Travel Travel Squad Squad podcast. So grab your tickets, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 47 of the Travel Squad podcast. In this episode, we're going to give you guys tips about eating healthy while traveling and show you guys just how easy it can actually be. People like to create barriers in their mind about why they can't travel. And there's all kinds of different barriers. And one of them are that I'm on a diet or I'm trying to eat healthy or I'm trying to live a certain lifestyle and traveling is going to get in the way of that. But this episode, we're going to be debunking that myth and showing you how easy it is to eat healthy while traveling if that's what you want to do. Yes. So today we are going to be talking all about eating and traveling because it's the two things that we love to do. That's right. And people often think that vacations mean you have to indulge. And yes, that is a perk of vacations and traveling. But I really think it's all about balance and mindset. And you really can eat healthy while traveling. And we're here to show you how it can be done. Not only can you eat healthy, you can drink healthy too. Health you. (laughs) Just want to throw that out there. And we're not here trying to shame anybody because believe me, you guys know the squad indulges on a free breakfast buffet when they're all out and about (laughs) pre-COVID days. But sometimes, you know, you do feel the effects of having been on vacation for a while, eating a lot of fast food on the go or lots of things unhealthy. So we just want to share with you guys tips and tricks that we have to help you guys eat healthy while traveling if that is what you want to do. And of course, that's what you want to do because you're listening to this episode. So in this episode, we're going to round off some quick tips on how you can eat healthy throughout your trip. Our first tip is to stay hydrated. Prioritize drinking water over most other things while you're on your trip. Brittany and Jamal love this. They like to bring their own reusable water bottle. They don't go anywhere without it. No, we can't go anywhere. We can't go on hikes. We can't go on planes, boats. It's always with us. And it's so good because you never know when you're going to run out of water or when you can get water next, especially if you're in a foreign country and you can only drink bottled water. So I love having just like a big 20 ounce thing of water with me at all times. And quick squad tip, if you bring it on the plane and you ask them to refill your water bottle, they will refill your water bottle to the top instead of giving you those shitty plastic four ounce cups. I always feel like my biggest challenge is to drink as much water as I do back home in San Diego because you're traveling. And so I like to really, really load up because I would rather have more than less. And I can't tell you how many times we are getting to the airport to go home and I am chugging water because I have a little bit of an extra in my bottle. And it's just so much better to have extra because you never want to be without. And traveling dehydrates you. And when you're dehydrated, your body can sometimes confuse that for hunger and then you may eat unnecessary calories that you actually could have drank. So squad tips, something that we do for every one of our trips is that immediately once we get into town, the first stop that we usually make is to the convenience store or grocery store, whatever's closest that we can find. And what do we get? A Mas Grande water. 
We have a funny story about that in our Mexico City episode where we asked for a Mas Grande water and it was mucho mas. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, you know, we thought it was going to be like a one liter or two liter water bottle and instead they brought a five gallon water from the back and we're like, oops, not that big. For each of us. <laughs> yeah. Because we asked for one for each person. Yeah. And they looked at us like we were crazy and we were looking at them back like it's not that big of a deal to have a one liter <laughs> bottle. <laughs> water. And the poor guy literally is carrying four, five gallon plastic containers of water struggling to come to the front. And that's when we burst into laughter and we're like, oh my gosh, so sorry. Yeah, we definitely don't need the Mas Grande. (laughs) Yeah, but just always having the water on you is good. Like Kim said, you can mistake dehydration for hunger. So again, avoid those unnecessary calories. But just in general, traveling definitely does dehydrate you. And on top of that experts do say that you should drink half of your body weight in ounces so as an example if you're 200 pounds you should be drinking 100 ounces of water so staying hydrated all around definitely helps with your metabolism helps with your gut and makes things go a lot smoother when you're traveling I've also heard that the reason why people crave coffee in the morning is because they're dehydrated. So if you wake up in the morning and drink water instead, you aren't going to need coffee. I don't know. I've heard that, but I I love my coffee. So I'm not willing Mm, to get up. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like when I don't drink coffee, I get hungry faster. Oh, yeah. It's an appetite suppressant. And a metabolism booster. All around combo. (laughs) All right, moving on to our next tip. This one's about road trips. And obviously, no road trip is complete without snacks in the car. And usually those snacks are things like chips and candy and other convenience store items like beef jerky. Yeah, but they don't all have to be unhealthy. In fact, there's many healthy versions of road trip snacks that you can take. I think the biggest thing is when you're on a road trip and you don't plan, then the only place to really stop are fast food places along the freeway or a convenience store. And that's where you end up picking up a whole bunch of chips or whatever it is that you pick up. And, you know, we've we've done that too. No shame in the game, right? But if you're looking to eat healthy, you have to plan ahead. Otherwise, no one plans to fail. People fail to plan. <laughs> That's so true, Zena. Whenever we go on a road trip and we're leaving from home, what I like to do is pack a cooler. When we went to Vegas recently, we packed a whole bunch of grapes. We packed chips and salsa. I was putting the chips in the salsa and the guacamole and I was feeding Jamal in the car. So we had healthy snacks along the way. You can put lots of fruits or like easy to pack veggies or Kim likes her hard boiled eggs when she's keto. So many different options. And even if you have run out of the snacks you brought or maybe you didn't plan as much as you should have, you can choose a lot of these things at the convenience store too. They have a lot of these little like beef jerkies and nuts and healthier options. Yeah, you could always find the trail mix and things like that at the convenience store. But we're talking about going to convenience stores because we just associate that with a gas station. If you're on a road trip, you're getting gas. But be on the lookout also for actual grocery stores because there you can go ahead and get some produce. You can get some cherry tomatoes in the store to snack on with little bits of uh, cheese or something, carrots, or you can always pick up bananas, apples. So I think a grocery store is highly underutilized 
as a place to stop to get food on a road trip when that's where we get food all the time when we're at home. You know, and one thing that I want to say that I learned from Brittany is big shout out to Costco. I mean, what other store has all that goodness in bulk? And they have these huge veggie trays with just all these different veggies and then veggie dip. And Brittany was saying that she likes to buy the big tray and then she portion sizes out the veggies in different Tupperwares. So every single day of the week, she can just like pull and grab veggies to go. And so that's like another alternative, you know, getting a big veggie tray at Costco and putting that in an ice chest or something like that. That is so smart. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're in a big group, everyone has plenty of veggies to eat and it's so healthy and so refreshing and delicious. Can't go wrong. Well, that's good for a road trip. And I'm glad you mentioned that last Santa because that segues us into the next thing that we want to talk about as a tip is book an Airbnb timeshare or extended stay America if you're going to stay at a hotel. And why do we say those three things? An Airbnb, more than likely you're going to have a kitchen. Timeshare, you're going to have a kitchen. Extended stay Americas, even though they're hotels, guess what? They have many kitchens. So even if you're staying someplace and not necessarily being on a road trip, that Costco tip that you gave is really good for the healthy snacks. But also, if you're going to be somewhere for a long time and have the kitchen, then at that point, you can actually meal prep and cook a lot of stuff in the timeshare Airbnb or kitchen that you have. And, you know, I just want to give a shout out to our Kauai episode because we used the uh, Costco there on the island of Kauai quite a bit. We would pre-plan our meals, go to Costco, get the things we need, go back to the timeshare. We were able to store it all in the fridge, meal prep for our lunches every single day, have a breakfast at home, and then just have to worry about dinner when we got back. We not only meal prepped our lunches, but we made sure to pack along some beer to drink after the trail. Now that is planning for you guys. That's planning at its finest. (laughs) Always bring the beer with you on that one. But yeah, that's what I just love about staying at Airbnbs, timeshares, having a kitchen is that meal prep planning. I mean, I made breakfast every morning. We did a lot of hiking on that Kauai trip. So we took sandwiches. That way we wouldn't have to find someplace to eat outside after our hike. So they really do come in handy. But the point of it being is you really do have to do a little bit of meal prepping and figure it out. But it definitely goes a long way versus picking up some fast food or eating out at a restaurant to save money that way. And a lot of times stuff you get at a restaurant may seem healthy, but a lot of times they're really fattening and unhealthy. And oftentimes these places, the Airbnbs or the timeshares, the timeshare we stayed at had a cooler. So we had a place to pack and store and cool all of our perishable items. And in the timeshares, there's oftentimes barbecue areas So if you just want to grill some chicken and veggies and have that as a meal, that's a great option as well. Yeah. And I just want to throw out too, you don't have to be a timeshare owner to stay at a timeshare. A lot of these places that are timeshares, they rent them out as if they are hotels just as well. Just you won't necessarily see them listed as a hotel because they are timeshares, but they are available to the general public. So no worries if you don't own a timeshare. Kim, don't you have a story about looking in the kitchen for what supplies you need before you go shopping? Yes, I do. So we were in Venice, Italy, and we wanted to make our own dinner 
and in this two bedroom apartment that we were renting. It was so cute. The kitchen was great. The guy was great. Said, yeah, use the kitchen. So we went to the store, got a bunch of stuff to make pasta. And I was going to make prosciutto wrapped asparagus in the oven. But when I went to bake it, I realized they didn't have a baking sheet for the oven. So I was like, oh, this is fine. I'll just do it in the skillet. But then I didn't have any oil. And then I was trying to steam them with water. And it turned out to be one of the worst dishes I've ever made in my life. (laughs) So just pro tip, like look at what kind of cooking utensils you're working with before you go menu create. Very good tip. Yes. So moving on, the next tips we want to talk about is when we're staying at hotels. Why don't you ladies tell us a little bit about that? So pre-COVID, in case you weren't familiar with us, we love our breakfast buffets. We have a highlight reel on our Instagram dedicated to breakfast buffets. So we would always pick out fresh fruit, eggs, yogurt, stuff like that. And you can take it with you. So it's a win-win. And when you say fresh eggs, you're referring mainly to the boiled eggs or something to that effect, right, Zaina? Yes. Most other eggs at a breakfast buffet are real scrambled eggs if you're lucky, but they're loaded up with butter. So simple boiled eggs fresh fruit, the yogurt, et cetera. Yes. But unfortunately, nowadays, we're hoping the breakfast buffet makes a comeback real soon. Don't know if it will. But if you are staying at a place that has it, do choose the healthier items. And you know what? If you're staying there multiple days, the next day, splurge and get those pancakes or waffles because you know I am. You know, balance is everything. I love it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I judge a breakfast buffet by if they have a waffle maker. If they don't, mm, it's not up to par in my book. Holiday Inns are the ones that always have waffle makers. That's what's up. And you should always look to see if the hotel that you're staying at has a refrigerator. And if they do, stock up on those healthy snacks. So if they don't have the breakfast buffet or even if they do, you know, you can always pick up yogurt. You can get cheese and meats and things like that that you could put in and just little healthy snacks. And obviously, as always, do get some fruit from a grocery store. I know I mentioned it a little bit back when we were talking about road trips, but it plays well here too if you're staying at a hotel. Do pick up some fruit. That could be your breakfast in the morning. Banana, apple, orange, so simple. So who goes on vacation and doesn't go out to eat? No one. We're all going to go out to eat sometime at some point. And like we said, it's okay to indulge somewhat, but a lot of it is about balance and mindset. And when you're out at a restaurant, you still have healthy choices. You can always sub a salad instead of fries or get fresh fruit and yogurt with your breakfast if you're out on the road and you're stopping at a little diner. There, You have healthy options on the menu. Some menus even show like low carb or healthier options on them. And it's easier for you to choose and pick something that pertains to your diet at this time. I always like what Jamal and Brittany do because they each order something and then they split it. And so if you're with another person, then you can always order something healthy and then another whatever it is and then split that. So you have a little bit of savory and a little bit of health. Zaina, since you haven't gone on the last couple of trips with us, we replaced you with Charlotte and her and I get one meal and split it. So not only is it cheaper, but it's healthier because of the portion size being much smaller. I very much look forward to splitting our next meal together. (laughs) (laughs) And And one other thing too, you never know how big the appetizers are going to be. Like you should ask in advance because we were at a brewery and Kim and Charlotte wanted... 
in Jackson, yes, Wyoming. Jackson Hole, <laughs> Wyoming. And Kim and Charlotte wanted the cauliflower bites and Jamal and I wanted the cauliflower bites, but we were convinced that they weren't going to be big enough for the four of us to share because we were really hungry after a hike. So we both ordered the cauliflower bites and it was enough to feed all four of us plus some. A small army of people. I'm actually surprised at you, Jamal, for not asking because you're the king of asking. Remember when we were in South Africa? Is the baboon enough to feed four, sir? (laughs) Yeah, I remember asking that, and it was actually five. You've lost count. Um, I I should have asked that, but, you know, I was hungry from a long day of hiking. I thought, you know, even if they're big, how big can it really be? I could put these down. But, no, these ones were massive. This was a one-off. You know, this was the outlier, if we're going to go statistical terms. This was the outlier here, guys. This one (laughs) was huge. But still, good point. You should always do some asking. And like Kim said, you know, with Charlotte as of late, on the last few ones that you've unfortunately haven't been able to make it on, Zana. Brittany and I have started to do that too and split. As a matter of fact, we just got back from Yosemite not too long ago, just Brittany and I, and we ended up splitting a meal just as well. So saves money, saves calories. It's good all around if you're willing to do it and traveling with somebody. Yeah. And if there's nobody that wants to split with you, you can always take half the meal home and just eat the one half. And most of the time that's perfectly fine because the portion sizes are so big. And then for your next meal, you don't have to go out and find something else to eat. So it's convenient too. Yeah. And squad tip, ask for a to-go box when they bring it out. So you can automatically put half into the to-go box. Cause a lot of the times you're going to eat because it's there in front of you and you know, what else are you going to do? And so at least this way you eat half and then you realize that you're full and then you have the other half for later. Cause for me, otherwise I'll eat it all. And you're traveling yeah. so you're moving, moving. And that's why you need that to-go box. Mm-hmm. And Jamal is notorious for snacking at the table. Like if there is food in front of him, he will eat it 100% of the time. Oh, so will I. You know, th- that's that's one thing that I can't control myself on. You know, if I have fries, I eat every last fry. If there's chips, I keep going for the chips. I don't even care if I'm full and I'm done with my meal. If, there, if it's just left there, I'm going to eat it. So I struggle with that and need to take you up on that tip. But usually, like I said, I'm, I'm doing half my meal with Brittany. So even if we're not sharing one we get two things and split so it's hard for me to do in that respect so something i need to work on for sure me too jamal i remember recently we were recording for the podcast and we picked up a whole bunch of chinese food and i'm not even halfway through my plate and i was like oh my goodness my stomach is going to burst i can't eat another bite and jamal's like are you gonna finish that can i finish that and i was like oh no i'm gonna fucking finish this And then I was so (laughs) uncomfortable because I was so stuffed, but it was in front of my face. All right. So we went through meals. Now let's talk about drinks. Water is my favorite thing to drink. I'm not a soda or a juice drinker in general, but definitely not while traveling. Also something that I am so hyped on is liquid IV. I love this stuff. You can actually get it at Costco. It's a little powder packet of hydration multiplier. So we been, we were talking earlier about dehydration. This also puts a little flavor in your water. So it tastes better if you're not big on water drinking. It's absolutely amazing. I love it. It's great for traveling. And it's also really great for hangovers, which brings us to our next drink on the list. Vodka, soda, water, or vodka, water. I've never had either of these. 
Soda water is nice. It's a little bubbly, but if you can literally drink vodka water with a lot of lemon and lime squeezed in and it is so good and refreshing and like it doesn't sound good, but trust me, it is. You know, it's really funny you were saying that about the vodka, Kim. I used to love vodka back in the day. I mean, I still do, but that was originally like my favorite hard alcohol and everyone would always give me trash. So I'm actually excited to see somebody who's into it. But it's really funny that you say that because, you know, a lot of times when people are on low carb or dieting, they stay away from the beers and they get those types of drinks like vodka tonic, vodka water, et cetera. So tonic is actually pretty sugary. Club soda is what I mean to say Mm -hmm. versus the tonic. But nonetheless, vodka and some sort of water is a good one for you on that end. Kim, I'm surprised you didn't put White Claw on the show notes. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't. I was just about to say White Claw. (laughs) Don't forget your claw. They're like, what, 100 calories per can? How Mm -hmm. many carbs, Kim? Two carbs. But there are other seltzers out on the market now that are zero carbs. Do you have any that you recommend? Truly's? No, no. But um, there's a San Diego brand called Ashland that is 99 calories and zero carbs, really great flavors, all organic too. So I totally recommend that one. Nice. I'm gonna have to try that. Do they have really good flavors? Oh, amazing. Like blackberry lemonade. Mm. Ooh, that sounds really good. I'm gonna have to try that. So Kim, you are the queen of dieting or saying that you have to eat healthy while we're on a vacation. So why don't you lead us into our next topic, which is types of diet that you can stick with even while you're on the road? Yeah. So there's a lot of diets that say you have to eat it these many meals a day, which could be really hard or only these kinds of foods, which could be really hard to do. But intermittent fasting is something that you can do from anywhere, whoever you are, any time of year. Basically what intermittent fasting is, um, I discovered it not too long ago, about a year ago, and it's amazing. It's so simple. It's truly just blocking the time of when you eat during your day. Usually I'm not eating for around 8 to 14 hours, which sounds like a lot, but if you factor in the fact that you're usually sleeping around 8 hours a day, it's actually not that bad. So giving yourself time before you go to bed and or right after you wake up to not eat. It actually helps your body with digestion and not always having your digestion system working, giving it time to like repair and heal. It also really helps with bloating, weight control, all these other things. Look it up if you're interested. It's absolutely amazing. I love it and really easy to do while traveling. You know who's a big intermittent faster? Who? And they talk about their diet all the time. Terry Crews. You guys know who Terry Crews is? Oh, he's on... uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's in the movie White Chicks. He's in oh. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And he used to be a football player. And I love him. Funny, funny guy. But I mean, if you look at him, he's ripped, he's buff, but he's an intermittent faster. But obviously not while traveling. That's his normal diet that he does do. Right. But he he swears by it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's getting a lot more popular lately. A lot more people are starting to talk about it. And it's so simple. It makes logical sense biologically. And really easy to do. And and there's different ways to do it, right? It could be you don't eat for 18 to 14 hours a day and you decide, is it eight? Is it 14? Does it vary day by day? There's some people that will only do that five days a week. There's some people that they'll like vary the days they eat versus hours. Well, it'll be like three days eating, one day not eating and fast in that way. So look it up and try it out. Not a very good one, though, if you're going to be doing hiking, but if you're going to just be walking around a city, yeah, you'll build up an appetite, but it's not as strenuous as if you were hiking. So just want to throw that one out there because I know I just completed a big hike and 
<laughs> I needed some food. I needed some carbs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it's it, the, like the science behind it is that you eat enough because you don't restrict what you eat during the time you're eating. So that really is good for traveling because you can eat whatever you want. And then the idea is that your body has enough nutrients already from that, that you don't need food for those hours. And that's kind of the science behind it. And the thought behind it is we're kind of programmed by outside influences to think we need to eat more than we actually do. There have been studies where you tend to eat the same amount as someone at the table next to you in a restaurant, even if they're strangers, because like unconsciously you're paying attention to what they're doing, even though you feel like you're not paying attention to them. Like we are very... Yeah, we are mimicking creatures because food is also a form of comfort and um, coming together. So, Kim, why don't you tell us about the next topic when it comes to diets? Because you're on this one. I remember when we were about to be going to Yellowstone, you were acting like, I'm going to have to be on keto. I'm going to have to be on keto because you're going to go to Splash House. But yeah, (laughs) Corona happened, unfortunately. You didn't make it to Splash House, so you didn't have to. But we have been on several trips where you have been doing keto. So why don't you tell everyone what you do when you do it? So I use keto usually when I'm getting ready to go on a trip and I need my body to look nicer. (laughs) Or if I'm doing something, it's usually with a goal in mind. Or if I just have been eating kind of bad lately and want to get it together a little bit. So keto, I don't eat keto because that's 20 carbs and under, which is very difficult to do. Now, if I was trying to be really, really strict, yeah, it could be like all meat and vegetables. But I usually don't keep that up, but even something as low as 50 or 100 carbs or less a day is still eating low carb. And it's really easy to do like while you're traveling because say you get a burger, right? Burger doesn't necessarily seem healthy, but take out the bun and wrap it in lettuce and boom, you're eating keto. So you're saving those carbs. You're still able to kind of enjoy the meals and indulge a bit, but you're making little healthy swaps like that that reduce carbs and um, allow you to eat healthy while traveling. This also goes back to some of the other tips too. When you're doing that, you always bring your string cheese, your boiled eggs and stuff like that on the road to to do that too. So I guess mm-hmm. regardless if you're doing keto or not, I like this one because it goes back to the overall theme of just bring like healthy snacks that aren't really going to be perishable. And if they are, you have a small little baby ice chest or the fridge to put it in in the hotel or wherever you may be. Yeah. And if you have used our tip from earlier on getting a timeshare or an Airbnb, or you just have a kitchen in your hotel, like the extended stay, and you're going to make tacos for dinner, I have a little tip for you. And this just goes to like the little swaps you can make, but Costco and their cheese tortilla shells, you micro them for like two minutes, boom, you have a taco shell, no carbs, nice, easy swap. Kim's all about Costco right now because we (laughs) just got her a membership and she's like- Found a new life. Oh my God. I I think about Costco every day. I have a list growing of stuff I want. What's so funny is you were so afraid to go to Costco. You wanted an emotional support person to go to Costco with. You thought the line was too long. You were so intimidated. It was long. Every single day you're like, ooh, I'm thinking about this from Costco. (laughs) That's what I got from Costco, guys. You showed us your dumplings that you just got from Costco. (laughs) To be fair, though, I did try to go two different times, and it was so insanely packed that I didn't even get out of the car. So that contributes to my fear. But now that you know what's inside, you realize how worth it it is. But we got off on that tangent. I just wanted to let everyone know why Kim's all hyped up on Costco because we all love it, but she's repping it real hard on this one. (laughs) 
That's good if you have a Costco membership because you can get snacks for traveling, which is what we want to talk to you guys about next. So some of the snacks we've already been talking about, beef jerky, hard-boiled eggs, string cheese, those all fall into my favorite low-carb category. Don't forget the veggie tray at Costco. They've got cheese crisps. That's where you can get liquid IV. Pick up fruit anywhere you go. You can always pick up fruit, granola bars, Quest bars. I personally like to prepack oatmeal and then throw a tablespoon of chia seeds in there. So yes, I do measure out my three quarters of a cup of oatmeal with then putting in the chia seeds. Trail mix, you can make your own. Shout out to our favorite Monster Mash at Target. Not necessarily the healthiest, but that's our favorite. Um, (laughs) And then just any kind of nuts. Yeah, and I really like the make your own on the trail mix. Yes, there's some favorites that you can buy at Target, as I like to call it, or anywhere else for that matter. But nuts are just so versatile. You don't need a lot, and they're definitely very filling. So again, you know, this goes back to if you're on a hike, on the road, anywhere, you could just take a little handful, and it should hold you over, and it's going to save you, one, money from picking up food, But two, you know, definitely will save you those calories and are healthier options than whatever you're going to be picking up on the road. So do you guys have any final thoughts before we get to questions of the week? I'm ready for it. You know, I have one final thought, though, Kim, I'm going to step in here real quick and uh, put a little brinks on your excitement. We're talking about eating healthy. Yes. But I just want to circle back around. Let's not kid ourselves. When you're on vacation, by all means, indulge. We all do. This isn't to do this the whole trip or do anything the whole trip unless you want to. But it's always good to get those healthy options in, especially when you're on the road or traveling for a long time. So we hope that you find this information to be beneficial because it definitely works for us. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's bring on the questions. 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 Of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Yeah. Ooh, we're getting good on the acapella. That's our next <laughs> career pursuit. So our first question is from Jack Traven in LA, and he wants to know, what's your favorite thing that you've ever eaten in another country? Ooh. This is so hard. It's a good question. Doesn't fit the theme of healthy, because I'm sure we're probably all going to answer something that's very unhealthy, but... For me, this is really hard. One of my favorite things about traveling, and we've discussed this before, is trying all the good food that there is to eat. But one thing that really comes to mind right now for me, I would have to say, is when Brittany and I were in France, we were in Chamonix in the French Alps, and we had some foie gras. And I will have to say having foie gras in France was just absolutely amazing and it was so, so good. So that stands out to me as the favorite thing I've ever eaten while traveling. So for me, apart from the duck that we had at the Peking, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not a fan of duck, but I don't. No, you love the ducks, Anna. Don't lie to our we listeners. We ate so much duck that night. I really, truly did. That's why I'm not a big fan of duck anymore. I've ducked myself out. But no, in all seriousness, I mean, it's really hard to choose a favorite thing, but I'm going to do a wild card on this one and say that when we were in South Africa flying to Zimbabwe, they gave us these lemon cookie thingies. I don't even know what they were, but they were packaged 
and maybe they were from their Costco. No, I'm just kidding. They don't have Costco. (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely a package like lemon cookie thingy. And it was so good that when we flew from Zimbabwe back to South Africa, I asked for extra and the guy hooked it up. Nice. Yeah, he did. I remember those. Those were legit. Shout out to British Airways because that was a British Airways snack. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's a random choice. I don't know if I'm a little disappointed with your choice or not, Zaina, because the question was, while in a country, you were technically in the air. Well, I did say I was <laughs> going to pull a wild card. I mean, it's so hard. You did. You did. Wild card. <laughs> wild card, Zaina. I have one. Oh, actually, two. So Thailand, by far, is my favorite place in the world partly because of the food. I love Thai food. Shout out Brittany and Jamal's wedding where I had it for the first time. Woo, I'm an addict. So <laughs> glad you loved it. So two things that I had there that I absolutely loved. One was a banana smoothie. They make really good fresh fruit smoothies there. And, you know, like I would never really order a banana smoothie in normal life, but I saw on the menu, got it, bam, it was amazing. And then the other thing I had in Thailand was freshly made right in front of us from a street vendor, best pad thai I've ever had in my life. It was so good. It came out to about a dollar fifty, and it was so good. I'm still like mouth watering over it today. I'm jealous of that one, Kim. The the street food pad thai that sounds absolutely mm. bomb. So amazing. So when Jamal and I were in Croatia, we went out to a pizza place and we got a mushroom and truffle pizza. And it's probably the best pizza I've ever had in my entire life. I think we talked about this on our episode when we talked about the Adriatic coast when we had gone Mm -hmm. and we did mention this. And that's another good choice, Brittany. I forgot about that one. Seriously, best pizza I've ever eaten in my life. Very good choice. Jamal, what about the pork in China? Oh my God! See that I Sweet I knew when I said my foie gras that I I don't I'm not regretting that choice because it was absolutely delicious. But I said it was going to be so hard because they're so good. Yes, I had the best sweet and sour pork in China in Beijing that I've ever had. Nothing's ever come close. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it other than pure ecstasy. Bomb sweet and sour pork mm. in China. Yeah, you do talk about that. The only one that got that, the three of us girls, I think we ended up getting the Kung Pao chicken. And once we all had a bite of Jamal's, we're like, (laughs) damn, we picked wrong. Yeah. And I'm usually a Kung Pao chicken type of guy. But I was like, you know what? I haven't had sweet and sour pork in a while. And I made an excellent choice. I, I, I must say. Yeah. And you know what? When, although we weren't in another country, we were just in another state, Kauai, Hawaii. Um, on day two, I had a wrap. It was a, did you have a wrap? It was a teriyaki wrap and I couldn't stop talking about it. I mean, like, I think Kim woke up in the middle of the night because I was talking (laughs) in my sleep about how good that wrap was. I couldn't get it out of my head. Well, let me tell you something, Zaina. Probably wasn't as good as the wraps that we had in Jackson when we were in Grand Teton. Those wraps were bomb. Those were good wraps. Oh, man. Debatable. Debatable. When we were on those hikes and we had our wraps, we were like, Zaina would be talking about this for days. (laughs) That just goes to show you how food makes such an impression on your trips. And it's not something you want to miss out on. But then like keeping with your regular lifestyle and what you have to go back home to after the trip. It's a good, these are some good tips that we've given you in this episode to kind of balance out those good meals and then the healthier bits and bobs along the way. Yes. And you know what? I don't drink soda anymore. I gave it up in 2019. However, major shout out to other countries 
Coke or Pepsi, it's a lot better than the ones in the United States. Yes, because they use real sugar instead of high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. Very good point, Zane. I loved having soda when we're in another country. Mm-hmm. So we have a second question of the week. <laughs> and it is from Harry Temple from L.A. He asks, what do you do when you get hangry? Not hungry. Hangry. <laughs> I'm like, let me. I'll- <laughs> I just want to let you know, Harry, that doesn't happen because we don't fail to plan. It's never happened. Never once. Nope. Well, let me say this. I don't get hangry. You know, I hear all the time from Brittany. She's like, I need to eat. And otherwise I'm going to like pass out. And I've never said that. Well, I'm being being as dramatic as you are when you say I have freak outs, Brittany. I just want to throw that out there. So I'm going to call you out and say, you're like, I'm going to pass out. I'm hangry. I need food. Zana says she likes to pass out. That's true. Zana does like to pass out. But anyway. After alcohol. Point being. Not because Point I'm hungry, being, I'm just kidding. I don't really get hangry. That's something that I've seen happen to Kim and Brittany. So these ones should pick up. This Me? Point. No. You, yes. <laughs> uh, you know what? There's only one time that I personally have been hangry. Can you guys think of it? Mm. No. We finished up the Inca Trail and it was day four. And <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay, guys. So here's what you should know. Now you're I know in high saying. altitude. Altitude suppresses your appetite and you don't even realize that it's suppressing your appetite. So when we did the Inca Trail on day four, you finally descend into Machu Picchu and Machu Picchu is at a much lower elevation than one Cusco, the city that you fly into, and then the other three days that you've just spent on the trail. So the entire time they're feeding you really well and I don't even feel that hungry. And before we even went on the trail, I yelled at them, if it's snacks, leave it out because we were trying to get our bags to be a specific weight that they told us it needed to be. So once we descended into Machu Picchu, the floodgates of hunger opened up and I couldn't get enough food. And so I kept looking at Brittany and Kim and Jamal. Hey, do you guys got snacks? Who's got snacks? I'm so fucking hungry. Who has snacks? Snacks, snacks, snacks. (laughs) That's the only time. I I can't believe we forgot about that one, Zana. Yeah. That's the only time I've really seen you hangry. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, as soon as you descend into Machu Picchu, you will be hungry. Kim, I saw you get a little hangry in Lebanon. Oh, that that wasn't hangry. <laughs> <laughs> I knew she was hangry because she just sat in the car and she's like, I don't care, whatever. And that's not Kim at all. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you eat breakfast, you go out for the day. With the squad, it's go, 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 go. And... By the time we went to eat lunch, it was already maybe like one or two. And when you get hungry or when you get hangry, it hits. There's no warning sign. It's just boom there. And it's like, where do you want to eat? Should we eat this? Should we eat this? Where are we going to go? And at that point, I'm like, I don't care where we go. I need something. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I was thinking that in my head. Meltdown. No, it was not a meltdown. In all fairness, we had breakfast at 9 a.m., is it? 9, 9.30. And by now, it's like 4 or 4.30 p.m. Right. So people need to eat. So point of the story, this goes back, theme of the episode, bring snacks. Yes. <laughs> yes. If I had snacks, you guys wouldn't have had to see that side of me. I can feel like the hangry coming on. And at first, I like try to drink more water because I'm like, ooh, maybe if I'm hydrated, I won't feel it as much. Mm. And then like that doesn't work. So I'm like, Jamal, we need to go get food right now. 
<laughs> See, she was being dramatic. She gets uh, a little crazy when she's angry. Yeah. Whoa. Well, those are all the questions we have. And I think that's all we have for you this week. And so I just want to thank all of you guys so much for tuning in to our episode this week. Thank you for following along with us throughout the last year. And keep the adventures going with us. We're on Instagram at Trial Squad Podcast. So go follow us. And we also have a YouTube. So check us out there. And if you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just plain funny, please share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast, and also give us those subscriptions and ratings on YouTube and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Make sure to pack your bags and grab your passports and hold on to your airplane seat as you hear about where we're heading to next week. Woo! Woo! Bye, everybody. Bye! Bye! Bye.